This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, May 9, 2010. Homes of Honor. Honor your parents and children. Mm. Honor card. Wouldn't that be a cool thing to carry around? An honor card. Well, honor is what we're talking about this morning as we take a look at Colossians chapter 3. Well, good morning, Connection Church. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It is great to be here with you this morning. My name is Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? God, we do greet you this morning. We thank you so much for the blessings, for the mercies that you've just lavished upon us already for life and for breath, for waking us up this morning, for bringing us here so that we could worship and praise you together. And now, oh God, open up our hearts so that we might be changed and transformed By your word found in scripture, help us take a deeper look at Colossians chapter 3. And God, we do give you all the honor and the glory in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit. And everybody here at Connection said, Amen. Amen. And so today we conclude our look at homes of honor. Today our focus is on parents and children. Once again, we turn to the third chapter of Paul's letter to the church at Colossae, and here is what Paul says in verses 20 through 21 in uh, Eugene Peterson's The Message. Children, do what your parents tell you. This delights the master no end. Parents, don't come down too hard on your children, or you'll crush their spirits. Okay, so let's put this in, in context there's a theologian, his name is William Barclay, that, that we read and get his take on things. Well, Barclay says that in the ancient world, children were very much under the domination of their parents, actually under the dom- domination of, of their father. And he goes on to point out kind of the extreme of this, and he talks about something called patria potestas which was, it occurred in Rome, and that means the law of the father. What that means is that the father really did have free reign and could do anything that he chose with his children. He could sell them into slavery. He could cause them to be laborers in the field for long, long hours. He even had the right to condemn them to death and be the executioner. That's hard for me to even fathom, to even think about, but that was the culture in the Roman world at that time. And so it is under this kind of overriding culture that Paul, the Apostle Paul, who, by the way, we just saw that trailer on. Doesn't that look exciting, that segue thing? that Anyway, can't wait for it. Anyway, that's what Paul writes with all that rumbling through his head. And so for Paul to tell children 
to do what their parents told them to do is really nothing new. That was the norm. That was not novel. That was not earth-shaking. On the other hand, telling the parents not to come down too hard on their children or you'll crush their spirit was something new and different, not for Paul, but for those he was addressing. It wasn't new for Paul. He, he shares the same concept in his letter to the church at Ephesus, this theme of not crushing the spirits of the children. And this is a theme, again, that's in sharp contrast to the backdrop of the world in which Paul is writing. Well, Paul's approach to children really shouldn't surprise us because Paul was a messenger of Christ. And so in that, um, he, he spoke for Christ. Now, Jesus said, Jesus told his disciples to let the little ones come to him. That's a scripture that many of us are familiar with. Jesus also said that it is um, that if people had the faith like a child, then they could enter into the kingdom. It was Jesus who says, welcome the little children who come unto me. And if anyone causes a little one to sin, then this is really rough. Then that person, it would be better for that person to have a huge millstone hung around his neck and thrown into the sea. Wow, that's pretty big. And so, uh, the millstone's big. That, I mean, I just can't even imagine. Anyway, so as Christ followers, as followers of, of Jesus, as an extension of Jesus' hands, feet, and voice, what Paul shares about children is an extension of what Jesus said. And therefore, it is honoring of children, which again is in sharp contrast to the world backdrop that Paul is operating in. Now, it's an interesting balancing act that we find ourselves in because as parents, we do have a responsibility to oversee our children, to guide our children, to correct our children, to do all we can to help our children to grow into responsible, God-fearing, able to stand on their own adults. And yet, we must be careful, as Paul shares here, as we do this, not to close their spirit, not to crush their spirit. Our challenge is to have a proper balance between discipline and encouragement with our children. Well, once again, we turn to Barclay, and Barclay does talk about this. He calls this mutual obligation. We also talked about this last week when it comes to husbands and wives. Mutual obligation. That means that the relationship is not one-sided, but it is mutual. Anyway, we can boil that theme down to one word. Anybody (coughs) have a clue what word we're searching for? Honor. You got it. Honor. And so we can boil this scripture down to children, honor your parents, parents, honor your children. A mutual thing. It's not one-sided. And so here's a good question. How old are kids? How old is it when kids no longer have to do this, no longer have to honor their parents? Well, Paul doesn't give an age, does he? And um, we're not given an endpoint then. 
when we can stop honoring our parents. And so again, we have kind of a delicate balance here because as adults, hello, we're called to make our own decisions, right? We're called to live our own lives. That's the whole point of growing up and being a hopefully mature adult. You know, even though we're called as children to do what our parents tell us, that shifts as we become adults ourselves, when we're capable of making decisions, no longer under the care, feeding, and roof of our parents. And yet, we are still children. They're still our parents. And we are still called on to honor them as our parents. And so what does that look like? What does that look like? Does that mean that... Um, our parents run our lives? Well, no, we're not, we're not saying that at all. Not supposed to. Otherwise, anyway. yeah, there would be no reason for us to grow up, <clears throat> right? All right. On the other hand, it would mean that we would continue to respect our parents, to listen to what they say, at least to listen. It means that we treat them with honor that they deserve as parents. And there's an interesting thing what Carrie just shared, the honor that they deserve, um, because here then that can sometimes be a challenge when we look at the, what's deserving or because let's face it, not all parents are in the running for the mom and dad, mom or dad of the year award, right? Not, not everybody's in that category. Not all parents, in fact, have treated their children as Jesus would have wanted them to be treated. Not all parents have honored their children as they should have been honored. Probably in a lot more cases than we know. Probably in a lot more cases than we are willing to admit or even want to hear about. Um, many, many parents have, uh, the way they've treated their children is anything but honorable. In far too many cases, abuse has been heaped on children, physical abuse, sexual abuse, emotional abuse, psychological abuse, even spiritual abuse. And the children then are left, I'm not telling you anything you're probably not familiar with, they're left with deep, deep scars. You know, when parents battle of substance abuse, most of the time their kids are innocent bystanders who get caught in the crossfire of that battle. I I think, I think... Think of like a, a drive-by shooting in Wilmington or something where, you know, how innocent bystanders get, get caught in the battle. And this is what sometimes happens in our homes with the kids. They get caught in that, in that and they get, they get hurt. And, you know, maybe you're one of the children who've been dishonored by a parent or both parents. And, and maybe you're sitting here today and, and you're sitting here wondering how in the world... You tell me to honor my parents. How in the world am I supposed to honor a parent or both of my parents who I have felt have so dishonored me in my lifetime? And that's a really good question. And it doesn't have uh, a really neat and clean and easy answer because the truth is it is hard to honor someone who's really hurt us deeply it's hard to honor someone who has dishonored us not once, but continually. But we've seen people who can. We've seen people who are able to, to rise above 
and to live this kind of life. And it's nothing that comes from their own doing, but it is only through God and through God's help that we can. And actually what it boils down to is something that we talk a lot about here at Connection, and it has to do with forgiveness. You know, for forgiveness, when, when we forgive, we're not saying that what the other person did is right. We're not saying that, you know, everything goes back to the way it used to be. But what we're saying is that that no longer will control us. That no longer, that person can no longer, like, in effect, put us in prison. The memory of whatever happened will no longer be, the, be here anymore, but we lay it at the foot of the cross. You know, we can't handle some of these deep hurts ourselves at all, but it's so important to give it over, give it over, give it to Christ who says, come to me, all of you who are weary and heavy laden, for I will give you rest. That rest is that peace in your soul, even in the midst of hard, hard stuff. And, and if, um, if what I'm talking about, if you need to speak to somebody, you know, a professional about this, go do it. Don't waste another minute in that place that's just so confining, this place where we can't breathe. You know, when we go through those steps and go through that process, what happens is that we experience freedom. And with that freedom, we're able to connect with Jesus and the life that Jesus offers, and then we are able to honor. It might not look like, you know, this you know, I honor you, you know, but it's just a a way, a condition of the heart. That's what it's about. Mm. You know, when we honor parents, we're not saying that we agree with everything they say or do or everything they've said or they've done. It doesn't mean that we at times don't think that they could have done a better job. The thing about it is honoring parents is more about the one doing the honoring than the one who is being honored. You know, even if we have been dishonored by our parents, if somehow with God's help we're able to then honor them, our lives will be better. Let me say that again. If somehow we've been dishonored, maybe our parents, we don't feel really are deserving, but we are somehow with God's help able to honor them, able to turn that around, um, our lives will be better. And, and here's a real, a real interesting thing what happens. We, we will be able to break a cycle, and that cycle might just be starting. You know, it may have started with our parents. If, if we then are dishonoring, we'll continue that cycle. But if we're able to somehow turn that around, we can break the cycle right there. Or maybe it's a cycle that's been several generations. You know how those things happen. Uh, you know, the Scripture talks about the sins of the father delivered to the third and fourth generation. If we're then able, instead of being dishonored, to honor, we're able to, to stop and say, okay, that's going to stop here. Uh, not because what you did was right, but because I'm, I'm going to be able to do what's right. And maybe as parents, we're 
in the midst of not honoring our kids and those around us, and we can, through the blood of Christ, stop that right now. And we can walk out of here and do it differently than when we came in. You know, no matter who our parents are, there's one thing to remember. Without our parents, we would not be here. That's kind of like a duh. That's a no-brainer. Without our parents, we wouldn't be here. Set everything aside about, you know, our past, our life, whatever it is. But there is only one and only you, nobody else like you, nobody else with your makeup, and it's because of your parents. And so... Um, contrary to what some of you might have been told, you are not an accident. You are not an afterthought. (laughs) You are not a mistake. I'm going to say that again. You are not an accident. You are not an afterthought. You are not a mistake because God designed and desired you and brought you into being regardless of whatever circumstances got you here. You are a child of God. You are a gift of God to those around you now. And so just know that you are the child, no matter what your age is, of the Most High King, Mm -hmm. of our Creator. And God used your parents to bring you into being. And if either of those parents was a different person you wouldn't be you. If any aspect of that was changed, you, who you are right now, isn't here. Think about that. In fact, why don't we give God a hand right now, can we? For because you know, God is glad you're you, and we are too. You know, uh, this whole... Um, honoring thing goes like hand in glove with, with this agape love that we talk about, this unconditional love that just permeates Scripture because that's who God is. When he say God is love, we say God is agape love. God is unconditional love. And honoring and unconditional love just go just like that. You know, we don't love somebody necessarily because the person it deserves our love. It's, it's not that they're deserving of it necessarily. We love because we've made the decision to love, to love unconditionally, because that's what we've been called to do. Likewise, we don't honor parents necessarily. I mean, they might be worthy of honor, but even when they aren't, <clears throat> we, we're still called to honor them. Uh, we don't honor our parents because they are all the time, every second of the day, 24-7 deserving of our honor. Come on. We all have little slip-ups. Even you guys that are close to perfect have little slip-ups, you know. Nobody's, uh, you know, around the clock. There are times when all of us deserve anything but honor. But we honor because we've decided, we've made a decision to listen to what God tells us. And you know what God tells us? He tells us to honor our parents, our children, honor one another. And that's a decision that we've made to listen to God. Likewise, honoring our children can be tough. Now, I'm not necessarily talking about little kids, but you know what? There's this age where they get, 
And it stuff When they keep you up all night at Little Kids, that can be difficult to honor. Well, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've long forgotten that. So anyway, you know, Jesus doesn't tell us to honor our children if and only if, when and only when they're honoring us. It's not how it works. Anybody could do that. But honor is a thing that is really... Um, you know, it's hard to honor when people are doing very dishonoring things, but that's what we're called to step up. Step it up and put on Christ, put on that compassion, put on gentleness, that wardrobe that, that we read about in the Bible. That's what we need to do even when we feel dishonored. I'm not talking about being a doormat either. I'm just talking about not lashing out and saying things that we can't take back. Words can be so damaging. Putting on Christ, taking a deep breath, that's honor at times. That is honor. Sometimes it's easy to honor those around, especially parents, children. Many times it's not so easy to honor. And so we need God's help. Do I get an amen on that? It's with God's help that we can do it. You know, and that's why we need to be in communication. We need to be in relationship with Christ. We need to be prayerful. We need to be communicating. We need to be in God's Word. We need to remember the example of Jesus. And we need to remember that if we only were to honor those around us who were flawless, (laughs) then Jesus alone would be who we would honor. If we only honor those without flaw, Jesus alone would would be getting our honor. Amen? Amen. Amen. You know, this relationship, parent, children, no matter what age, really, really is unlike any other relationship that we ever, ever have. Parents don't pick their children. Children don't pick their parents, except in the case of adoption, which is a really cool thing when you consider that. That's very, very cool. But, you know, parents, parents don't pick who their children will be, and children don't pick who their parents will be. And who we are is who we are. And we do need to thank God for that. And on, we need to thank our parents, even if our parents aren't with us, even if we don't have, you know, we're all from different places and We got here in different ways, but we are who we are because God made that happen through our parents. And we should praise God for who we are. And in doing so, we can honor those around us. And so today is Mother's Day, right? Yeah. And we're reminded from that, that reminds us today that without mom and dad, um, We would not, as we said before, we would not be here this morning. And you know, like I said just a few minutes ago, God is certainly glad each of you is here. That's that's why he created you. And we're glad each of you is here. We celebrate that this morning. Today is a celebration. It's It's a time to celebrate one another. It's a time to celebrate life. It's a time to remember. It's a time to reflect. I am so thankful for my, 
for my mom. I'm thankful that I'm a mother. I've got, we've got four kids plus one adopted Korean kid plus three kids that we love because God brought them into our lives through our kids. I mean, it is so awesome. I'm so thankful today to be a mom. It is a time to reflect about the blessings, whatever they look like, whatever our circumstances. <coughs> it's a time to give thanks in the lives that were put together who are responsible for us being here today. And so at the end, we're just going to make a little bit of shift here. We're getting ready to close with, with our last praise song that's called You Are My King. I want you to, to listen to these words. The words go like this, amazing love. How can it be that you, my king, would die for me? Amazing love, I know it's true. It is my joy to honor you. You know it. It is my joy to honor you in all I do. I honor you. And so as we sing that song, we're reminded that Jesus deserves, because Jesus deserves all of the honor that, that we can give. But in so honoring Christ, we need to take that next step because it's through Christ that we can indeed honor those around us. Parents, children, those who we come in contact with. And so what would our lives look like? What would our homes look like if when we sing the song, obviously we honor Jesus, but we also, through uh, the help of Jesus, are able to honor our parents and children as well. And we sing, with, uh, it's my joy to honor you. We're thinking Christ, but it's also my joy to honor you, mom, dad, kids. In all I do, I honor you. And what if we allowed ourselves to sing that song, not just this morning as we close out, but daily, if this was a song in our heart. Daily we had the song of, in all I do, I honor you, Jesus, but in all I do, I'm going to honor mom, dad, children, co-worker, neighbor, friend, person who's not a friend, <laughs> person who I don't even care if they're a friend, but what if we were able to honor those all in all those circumstances, in all that we do, and we allowed that song to be a part of our daily existence. On a daily basis, we prayed to God to give us the help we need to honor those around us, especially those who were having trouble honoring. What if we, with God's help, in all that we do, if we were able to honor Jesus by honoring our parents, our children, those around us, what would our homes look like? Wow. They certainly would look like homes of honor, wouldn't they? Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Holy God, I pray that you will allow us, give us strength, give us courage to establish or continue or maintain homes of honor. I pray that, that these homes would be places where we honor our parents, we honor our children, we honor our friends, we honor those <coughs> who, who aren't friends, who are far from friends. We honor our neighbors that you can give us the strength and courage to, to um, honor even those maybe not deserving of honor, but because you've called us to do that. Please help us to remember that there are times when we are less than honorable, and yet you give us honor 
the honor of being your children. Please give us the strength and courage to do that as well. It's in Christ and your Holy Spirit we pray and all God's children said, Amen. Thank you for taking part in sharing the message for this week. For more information about Connection Community Church, please visit our website at www.connectioncc.org. You can also reach our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life that He offers.